it's nothing to do with James Bond, so you can take your tuxedo off. No, you don't need an astronaut suit either. It's Moon Rakers, not Moon Raker. Yes, Moon Raker is a James Bond movie. As is that one. You're just saying that because it sounds rude. Stop it. And Moonrakers is a game I bought when we were let out to Birmingham. Well, if you want to pop off and read the rules, we can get that thing off the shelf of Opportunity and get it played. No, Shelf of Opportunity sounds better, and it doesn't make it sound like we're just collecting cardboard. Right, hit the button, then you can go read those rules. Hit it. Well, we know the world of film and TV like to break down the wall on occasion and delve onto our tabletops, and the latest game from Asmodee, in collaboration with Sony Pictures, is following the trend. What started as a trio of films in the 90s, spawning a remake back in 2010, and a sequel hitting the big screen next Christmas, has spawned itself into a hit YouTube TV show based on the characters from its 90s outings. Have you guessed it yet? Well, fans of the original Karate Kid franchise, and indeed its YouTube Netflix spin-off Cobra Kai, can expect a thrilling experience as two to four of you take on the roles of senseis, preparing your students for the ultimate karate showdown. Gameplay unfolds across dual-phase rounds. Senseis first train their students, honing their skills for the battles ahead. Next, they enter the fray at the All-Valley Karate Tournament with victory being the ultimate aim. Only the student who emerges victorious in the finals earns their sensei the coveted title of champion. The board game aims to capture the essence of the popular Cobra Kai series, which is a product of Sony Pictures Television in collaboration with Westbrook Entertainment. The intricate dynamics of training and competition are brought to life, allowing fans to engage with their favourite series in an entirely new dimension. Julian Sharp, the general manager of Asmodee USA, expressed his enthusiasm about this promising launch. It's a rare treat when the core gameplay resonates so seamlessly with a beloved entertainment franchise. Cobra Kai is a testament to this serendipity. The alignment of themes and mechanics ensures an immersive and enjoyable gaming experience. The most talented players in the world of Pokemon recently descended on Yokohama, Japan to compete in the Pokemon World Championships 2023. With underdog Vance Kelly denying veteran trainer Tord Reklev an almost unprecedented collection of national, international and world championship titles. Following an intense two days of competition that whittled down thousands of invited competitors to a select few, staged finals for all age divisions of the Pokemon competitive scene took place this past Sunday in front of a crowd of thousands both in person and online. Starting with the juniors division, limited to players born in 2010 or later, Xiao Tong Yen's Lost Zone deck overcame a stiff challenge from Brazilian regional champion Borges Torres, finishing their second duel with a victory-sealing attack from the player's beloved Kyogre. In the senior division, 
fellow Brazilian Gabriel Fernandez successfully took revenge for his fallen countrymate by successfully piloting a colourless variant of a Luigi V build to victory over an Arceus Giratina build piloted by Sidney de Quadoya in a 2-0 victory. In the Masters division, a close match was held between the Mew VMAX deck of Vance Kelly and the Guard of War deck of the experienced Tord Reklev. In contrast to Kelly's relatively underdog status coming into this year's world, having previously peaked with 15th place at the North America International Championships in 2019, a tournament at which Kelly placed 44th just earlier this year. Reklev is a former regional and European champion who placed second at this year's European Championships and made top four at the 2019 World Championships. In a methodically placed intense matchup between the two master players, the final was evenly tied at 1-1 when the second game ended with just seven minutes left on the clock taking the final game of the match to time proceedings that Kelly's fast-paced Mew deck was able to seal on a prize card victory to take the trophy. Our good friend Natish was at the competition, flying the flag for the UK, making it into day two with his Arceus V-Star, Joralderon V-Max, Umbreon V-Max deck. As too was the first ever mother and son duo to compete in the World Championships. Diane Shemansky and her son Alex both qualified for the championship this year. She first started playing the game when Alex, then aged 9, wanted to play the TCG. 13 years later, and competing at tournaments alongside Alex, the pair finally earned invites to this year's championships. Diane is also known in Pokemon circles as the best Shemansky. Elsewhere, Team Luminosity were crowned two-time consecutive world champions in Pokemon Unite, while its AXN claimed the top spot in the finals of Pokemon Go. In the video game competition, Sora Ebiwasu, Tomaya Ogawa and Shuhei Kimuru completed an all-Japan sweep in the junior, senior and master competitions respectively, fitting for the event's presence in the home of the game the first time the World Championships have ever been held in Japan. All these players will be hoping to defend their crown at next year's Pokemon World Championships in Honolulu. This October sees publishers Scorpion Mask recreating what some people may find as a nightmare of a game when they ask you and one other player to bring a plane into land safely. But don't worry though, as the game imagines you as competent pilots, rather than the main man popping his clogs mid-flight. So in Sky Team, work cooperatively to land your plane at a variety of runways from across the globe, each bringing with it unique terrain, conditions and challenges. Silently assigning your dice to the correct spaces in the cockpit to balance the axis of your plane, controlling its speed, deploying flaps and extending the landing gear. All this while contacting the control tower to clear the way in. You might even want to chuck back a bunch of coffee to help mitigate your bad luck and change the value of your dice. You need to make sure that all these elements are balanced because if any one element of that preparation fails, you could lose the game, your license and maybe even your life. High octane stuff indeed. I also doubt that Sully's Hudson River landing is considered part of the playbook in this particular game. All of the different airports around the world offer their own unique challenges, allowing you to dive into tougher and tougher situations as you play. 
Solving the puzzle of Sky Team with a friend could end up being a great way to add a tactical edge to your evening. We reported to you last week about the theft of cards at this year's Gen Con, and we have a little bit more information from the authorities on what exactly went down, and indeed, two likely suspects they would like to contact. As we said, the cards in question were not part of Lorcana's soft rollout, but were one of the vendor's stock, namely Pastimes, a gaming shop stocking Magic the Gathering. The market value of the stock did indeed come in at close to $300,000, and the Indianapolis police are looking for two individuals, namely Tomless J. Dunbar and Andrew Pearson Guame. Both gentlemen were attending Gen Con and may have been present to showcase their own game, Castle Assault. Yes, they were in fact game designers. Photos taken from security footage show a man that the police department has identified as a person of interest, assumed to be Dunbar, wearing a dark t-shirt with what looks like the Castle Assault artwork and logo on the back. The Indianapolis Police Department has released a series of photos to the public in an attempt to gather more information about the persons of interest. Castle Assault is a one to two person game that was first published back in 2015 after successfully being kickstarted and it seems to have enjoyed a small amount of popularity. If Dunbar and Guame are responsible for stealing the MTG cards from Gen Con and indeed pastimes, it's a career ending move for the two designers. If they had ever hoped to publish a second game or even an expansion, there will be very few people willing to work with them. With the board game industry relying so much on networking and connections, conventions are usually places where people pitch games and make nice with production companies. Regardless of who stole the cards, if they make board games they're very likely never to work in the industry again. This is indeed a developing story and if we hear anything new we will update you as and when. Venture, a new edition of Kentaro Yuaza's 2019 two to four player game project universe will be making an appearance as a demo at this year's spiel 23 in october sometime in the 23rd century over 200 years of fierce competition in the delivery industry have encouraged massive strides in earth's transportation system private ownership of trucks ships airplanes and even spacecraft are now commonplace. Humanity can now pass the Milky Way far into space and reach their destination in the timeliest of manners. We have reached civilizations innumerable. Many of them desire to make use of Earth's delivery technology and efficient fuels, and as a result a deluge of orders has been sent to the corporations of Earth, and the age of rocket deliveries begins. There is opportunity for all, but only one can succeed. In venture, you must manage your corporation while competing against others for deliveries. In each of the three rounds, players need to collect resources, hire personnel, upgrade their rocket, take orders and make investments, after which they launch into space, moving to various planets to make deliveries, hire alien employees and more before returning to Earth. Right. Now to get your thinking caps on and brains in gear. The game Mancala may have originated as far back as 6000 BCE in Jordan and continues to be played around the world to this very day. For those not in the know, Mancala consists of stones that players move between a series of small pits on a wooden game board. The point of the game is to get all the stones into the last pit at the end of the board. Well, 
In a new study published in AVS Quantum Science, researchers at Tulane University apply a modified solitaire version of Mancala, which they call Manquala, to a quantum state engineering, a field of quantum physics that deals with putting quantum systems into specific states. The central problem quantum state engineering is trying to solve, says Ryan Glasser, associate professor of physics at the School of Science and Engineering, is what do I need to do to get my quantum system to be in the state I desire? Essentially, researchers need to know how to get particles to be in certain places or have certain energies in order to study them and to use quantum computers. This is more difficult with quantum particles than it is with for instance, the stones on a Mancala board. Quantum things are, generally speaking, very delicate and difficult to control, says Glasser. The system can fall apart quickly and make you lose any quantum advantage you may have or desire to have. Quantum physicists already have a few methods to solve these problems, but the simulations researchers did in this study showed that Mancala is more effective even in simpler systems. We see advantages already, even in these simplified systems of three stones and three pits, said Glasser. The study is one of many in the field of quantum games, which is effectively taking normal games like Sudoku, Checkers or Tic-Tac-Toe and applying rules of quantum physics to them and seeing what interesting things might happen, said Glasser. When dealing with quantum particles rather than physical stones, there is the opportunities for the particles to interfere with each other when they are in neighbouring pits. This means that there are more moves available and for Manquala, at least you can win the game if you use quantum rules where you wouldn't be able to if you use classical rules. Although the study focused on simulations, Glasser is optimistic about future applications of Manquala. It's in the realm of theory, currently, but I think it's definitely doable experimentally, says Glasser. He hopes to imply Manquala to the IBM Quantum Cloud Computer, which he has used for research in the past, along with fellow researchers Thomas Serles of the University of Illinois Chicago and Brian Kirby, an adjunct professor of physics at Tulane. Right, is your brain on fire after that? Because Brian's is... No worries, that's enough learning for today. And on to Board Game Geek and this week's Top 5 Hotness. So these games on the list may already be out, due to come out or crowdfunding at the moment. It tends to be a list based on what people are searching for on Board Game Geek right now. On to this week's Top 5 Games, making waves over on Board Game Geek and, as of recording, obviously, in 5, Disney Lorcana. It's that trading game that features Disney characters in both original and reimagined art styles that live in an all-new world with unique and magical gameplay. In 4, we've already mentioned it, it's Sky Team, the cooperative game exclusively for two players in which you play a pilot and co-pilot at the controls of an airliner. Your goal is to work together as a team to land your airplane in different airports around the world. In 3 is Ascendancy, lead one of many asymmetric houses of royal lineage, each vying for the throne. Ascendancy is the ultimate 4x fantasy board game experience. In 2 is Evenfall, 
The clans of magic are preparing for a new era. Evenfall is the time when the boundaries of reality collapse and the supernatural awakens. A car-driven engine-building game with both novel and familiar mechanisms for one to four players. In one. And in the top spot, Pirates of Maracaibo. Pirates of Maracaibo is a standalone game in the same franchise as the popular 2019 game Maracaibo. Set sail for an adventurous raid, but there's a high probability it may be your last. And we're heading on over to crowdfunding, and this week we are back over on Kickstarter. And the game we have for you is Those Damn Humans. It's the first game from Mason Veen and Mason Veen Games. It's for 2-4 to four players. It's going to take 30 to 45 minutes to play, 12 years and over, and ends on Sunday, September the 10th. Deforestation, pollution, overfishing, and war. Maybe it's time we give someone else a chance at running the planet. Those Damn Humans is a standalone board game that combines strategic aspects of deck building games with the fast paced gameplay of many playing card games. Rules can be taught in minutes but can provide hours of strategic fun. With four types of card in play, Animal, Sabotage, Settlement and Defense, each player draws seven cards from a deck containing both Sabotage and Animal cards, and a single Settlement card is placed face up in the center of the table. Defense cards are drawn and placed face up next to the Settlement card until the Settlement's defense points are met or exceeded. Then, on your turn, you must play one card, either Animal or Sabotage, and at the end of your turn you must draw one card. Animal cards are played face up and added to your herd, and when your herd size is able to overcome all of the settlement's defences, you can launch an attack. If your attack is successful, you win the settlement and gain one victory point for each of the settlement's defence points. Action cards can be played during your turn as one of your two cards, or in response to something played by an opponent. The first player to amass 40 victory points wins the game. Everything else you need to know is on the cards themselves. And they say it really is that simple. And onto the pledges, you can get the full game, and that just comes in at $25 or £20. Or grab the extra bonus 10 animals along with your game for $40 or £32. So Brian, you all read up? Good, good. Well, time for us to go and manicure some oversized orbital rocks. What do you mean? It's moon rakers. Aren't we make? Aren't we raking moons? Ooh, fair enough. Ah, uh, no gardening equipment needed. Now who's feeling silly? That wasn't a question. Anyway, say goodbye to everyone. And it's a goodbye from me. Keep safe, meeples. Keep those dice rolling, the cards shuffling, and we'll be right here for you next week.